Welcome to this bonus episode of the Force Geeks of Star Wars podcast, where X-Wing marks the spot. Pilots want it. We had a big Monday with lots of news for June 15th, 2020. EA Games dropping the trailer and release date for the new first-person dogfighting starfighter game, Star Wars Squadrons. And the inevitable announcement came today, Star Wars Celebration in Anaheim. Yeah, you knew this was coming. It's canceled. We'll talk more about that. Thank you for joining us. And a big thanks, as always, to our friends at DailySuperhero.com, where you can find focused coverage on movies, TV content, and more for Marvel, DC, Star Wars, Indiana Jones, and more. Also, please support us by subscribing and leaving us a positive review. Uh, We appreciate those. I'm Nate Custer checking in from the heart of the Ozarks in northwest Arkansas. My good friend since middle school, Jake Scott, in Seattle. Well, he's unable to join us due to his family's need of him this evening. We appreciate you, but we miss you too, buddy. But DailySuperhero.com founder, Mr. Daniel Wolfing Cleveland, is able to be here with us. And I believe he's salivating at this very moment for this new game that's going to be dropping. Instead of waiting a whole week yes. to talk about these two big happenings for the galaxy far, far away, we're teasing. Actually, we're tossing caution to the wind at this point, just jumping right in the cockpit for this bad boy. Sure. This may be a little down and dirty as far as the quality goes. Please excuse that, but we just want to get this out there. We want to get the content out to you. So let's just get to it, Daniel. Thank you for making time on an unusual time for us to do this, but 8 a.m. Pacific time today, this morning there, that's June 15th, 2020, when we're recording this, EA Games dropped a sweet-ass trailer for the yes. new game Star Wars Squadrons, and it looks freaking sweet as hell. It's I'm released in. on October 2nd, and everyone I've talked to is completely geeked for it. Daniel, what do you think? I'm in. I'm so in. I mean, yeah. we didn't, we didn't, we don't get to see gameplay for a few more days here, but uh, you know, EA's done it again. They've uh, released a hell of a trailer and uh, sucked me right in. So fingers crossed, oh, uh, sure. the gameplay can uh, match. I'm just so excited for this thing. It looks awesome. Um, we'll get some more details about that. Do you want to just go through the trailer and watch the trailer and talk about it as we see it? Sure, we can do I'm, that. I can I'm, pull it up too. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to play it uh, here. Okay, so we're starting off with you see uh, a panicked pilot. The graphics look really sweet on this. Daniel, as you're watching this, you see they're in the rings of some planet right now with the TIE fighter, the X-wing. What are you What are you looking at? What are you liking? Just, just suck me right into that. I mean, I want to fly an X-wing through an asteroid field now immediately. These graphics are just insane. It's so awesome. I know you're going to get cutscenes and they'll be part of the story, but I want to know what's the gameplay actually going to look like because this is awesome. You see the X, actually, the uh, the TIE, it looks like a TIE interceptor perhaps. Yeah. Uh, kind of circling off, and there's a whole fleet battle going on with this. And then the damaged interceptor landing. This just looks so awesome. Yeah, it does. It really does. Uh, I mean, you. You can't go wrong with a new Star Wars video game trailer, although, you know, we've got to be a little cautious. Yeah, we can't get our hopes up too high. We just saw Hera from Star Wars Rebels in this as well. And then we yeah. see the uh, the TIE Reaper uh, that we saw from, what was it, Rogue One, which yeah. is so cool, like a troop transport. Yeah. Ah, that music is sweet. Is that Wedge? It looks like Wedge to me. kind of looks like him. I want to fly all of them. Yeah, you got TIE bombers, you've got uh, TIE fighters, you've got uh, U-wings, X-wings, Y-wings. Explosions. Big explosions, big ships, and slow motion walking with boots. (laughs) (laughs) 
and then we have the little Armageddon, you know, the squads walking together really slowly. And this is fun. I mean, just look at, I mean, the, the TIE fighters and the X-Wings flying, skimming the tops of the clouds. And then, yes, yeah. from Wrath of Khan-inspired Star Trek move, you've got the big ship just coming out of the clouds. Oh, yeah. it looks epic. Yeah. And then you go. Yeah, that last shot right there where you see the uh, Star Destroyer and you're actually viewing it from inside of the cockpit, like, that is literally how the PlayStation VR... Uh, Battlefront X-Wing mission uh, plays out. So just imagine that viewpoint and seeing that Star Destroyer and you're coming towards it uh, just yeah. with virtual reality. Like, I can't wait because this is going to be virtual reality capable. Yes, it's it gonna will. Be, it's going to be fantastic. I cannot wait for this thing. It is so cool. So let's talk about some of the platforms that, that we've got with this. Um, I encourage you also, by the way, if you've not seen the trailer just yet, we've got it out on the force geeks uh for our social media which is of course you can find us on facebook you can find us on twitter and then daniel you've already got stuff going i'm sure uh, as far as uh tweeted out or something like that on your social media too as well right uh just i put up the trailer uh mm -hmm. with and just in that post you know just some of the minor details of uh the game that have been revealed um just uh, let me pull this up here. Um, yeah, you're tweeting out that 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 trailer. You want to see that as well. So uh, sure, check sure. out Daily Superhero as well. You can find that. And again, Force Geeks on Facebook, Twitter, and it's all there. We're, we're making sure you guys get a chance to see this stuff. Also, this one developed by Motive Studios, which also helped Battlefront 2, so keep that in mind. Also, it'll be released on PlayStation 4, as you mentioned, Xbox One, and PC, that VR version you can get for PS4. Yes, uh, it's going to feature five-on-five -five multiplayer action, too. So not only single-player single action, but five-on-five, -five, one squadron against another squadron. That is dope. It's, I mean, really, it's a stripped-down Battlefront game because it is five-on-five -five multiplayer, but it's just all dogfighting, and it's just using the ships. Um which is, you know, pretty cool. Plus, you know, they added in a little campaign mode in there, which uh, I'm really looking forward to because, sorry, yeah. I don't really like, you know, the whole multiplayer online thing. I'm right. more of a old I school. I want some story narrative. I want, I want some, I want some narrative. But, like, even just for multiplayer in general, I miss just the local co-ops where I could just sit on the couch with some friends and play against them. But you just can't even do that anymore. Yeah, I, I hear where you're coming from on that. Here's the premise for this game. It's set during the final days of the Galactic Empire and the rise of the New Republic after the events of Star Wars Return of the Jedi. So this is taking place during the days of the Empire and before the First Order. And I know you were kind of glad to see that it wasn't the First Order. You're like, we're still focused on the era that we know, but it's still taking place after what we know. And this sounds like immediately after. And the, the first days of the New, New Republic were pretty scattered. And I'm going through the whole aftermath books. If you want to know more about what's going on immediately following the events of Return of the Jedi, I highly encourage you to check out the books. I'm on book three right now of the Aftermath series. And it's kind of interesting to see how it all breaks down, how everything's happening. And there was a lot of... Uh, uh, chaos happening and chasing down the, what was left, the remnants of the Empire. That's what this game is doing. As the New Republic rises, the Imperials have withheld uh, some of their ships to other quadrants of the galaxy, other areas, the unknown regions, perhaps, and you're seeing them still rising up and trying to swat down what is still considered to be the Rebels as far as they're concerned. But it's really interesting to see this game play out. And I love that we get to see some different characters from along the way that we know. And it's being teased that, like, Hera we saw from Rebels. We're seeing some other familiar faces as well, Dan. 
there there's it seems like Lucasfilm is really honing in on the post Return of the Jedi era because not only in Battlefront 2 did they have the campaign mode where you know you were on Endor and watched the second Death Star explode as part of Inferno Squad, but now you know we we have a Mandalorian show that's set you know a few le- few years after that, and now we have another video game. So it's kind of interesting how they're just really focusing in on this this untapped little portion of the you know post Return of the Jedi era. I think it's how you make the fandom happy because you have a lot of us that were, you know, now in our 40s, 50s, 60s even, who loved what Star Wars was during the OT days. Maybe even for uh, the prequels, but overall, the OT is where it's been at. And now you're focusing on the fact that the sequel trilogy, not as well received initially. Will it age better as the years go on? Perhaps it will. Perhaps it will. Maybe. I'm certainly not going to. I mean, I didn't think the prequel trilogy would age very well at all. Specifically, it's taken almost the first 20 episode. years. <laughs> yeah. I mean, think about that first episode. Who would have thought that we're like, you know, I'll sit down and watch it again. Why not? Jar Jar Binks, sure. Why not? I don't, I, I'm fine with the guy. So we'll see how it all does. But I think they're just really tapping into that vein that we're all kind of disappointed with specifically look at going to uh, Disneyland, Disney World and going to Galaxy's Edge. That's all new stuff, new sequel trilogy stuff, nothing in that vein of what we grew up with that we loved. So I think if you get these video games, there's a lot of 40-year-olds playing video games. Yeah, just it'll, are. it'll be interesting to see what they do with the uh, Disneyland and Disney World uh, Galaxy's Edge and if they try to like adapt it into this era um, just so you know it can be I know less attached to the sequel trilogy and yeah. maybe more attached to the things that they're growing and building right now. Yeah. I, I think that would be a lot of fun to see. I know that they're going to let this version of it go for quite some time before they do that. But at the same time, they might see improved profits if they do cater a bit to the people who love the OT as well and incorporate both elements. I think that's fine. I would be willing to suspend my disbelief that both elements of the sequel trilogy and the OT could be in the same area. If you have that in-between time, works for me. And then sure. you can see, you know, characters from both sides coming in. So, okay. So pilots for the New Republic. They're going to find the Vanguard Squadron, while their counterparts for the Imperials, they're going to join the ranks of the Titan Squadron. This sounds very cool. All this information, by the way, we're getting it from StarWars.com. So all that information there provided by EA and Star Wars itself. So there's a lot of fun here. I, I got to ask you, when you get this game, who are you flying first? Are you in the Vanguard Squadron with the New Republic, or are you going to be a Titan with the Imperials? Which way do you go first based upon the ship or the squadron, you know, your allegiances is it is it with the Imperials, the Imps, or are you with the New Republic? Uh, I have an X-wing tattoo on my arm, so that's kind of where my where, <laughs> where, where, where my allegiance is. Uh, but I do look forward to definitely piloting a Tie Fighter. Um, just the maneuverability alone. I mean, it, you probably can do some pretty crazy stuff in dogfights there. Right, to quote Poe Dameron, "Whoa, this thing really moves." Yeah, so exactly. I, I'm excited to check that out. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, beyond that, uh, as you look uh, beyond your allegiances and who you can fly with, you can also, uh, again, these are the, the choices you got. You can fly an X-Wing. 
You can get a Y-Wing. A U-Wing, I don't know what it is about the U-Wing. I loved that ship in Rogue One. I thought it was super cool. TIE Fighter, TIE Interceptor, TIE Bomber, or a TIE Reaper, which we also saw in Rogue One. And that was that very odd-shaped ship. That's more of a troop transport, but still got a lot of maneuverability as well. Um, again, you're going to get some familiar faces. I am dying to know who beyond Hera we're going to see coming up. I would think you're going to see Mon Mothma because you've got fleet battles going on with this. Admiral Akbar, I would think, is going to be part of this. I mean, sure. who else do you expect to see? Who do you think we're going to see in this game? Uh, you know, there's definitely going to be some characters that are going to be kept secret to, to surprise us. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, I mean, you know, give me a give me a Lando cameo. That'd be cool. See what he's up to uh, post Return of the Jedi. I mean, that's some untapped uh, story appearance there. Yeah, I, I think that you know with Rogue Squadron or not Rogue, uh, the uh, I'm forgetting the name of the the Alphabet Squadron. I think it is. Uh, you've got some different stuff going on. I think I think we did see um, Wedge Antilles. I think Wedge will be a it part like of this. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that since you know the actor who portrayed him. Um, Dennis Lawson, I believe is his name, uh, since he came back to do that cameo, which was really just a a small cameo. I expected to see more of Wedge when I learned that he was coming back to do uh, Star Wars Episode Nine. I thought there would be more than just like, let's fly, Lando. I thought there'd be more than that. Sure. Uh, I, I was kind of disappointed for him that even in this final moment where everyone's like, oh, Wedge is going to be in this one, too. He still has very little to do, but yeah. maybe in the game he's got more. You also have to figure that they're obviously going to have some DLCs for this, you know, and, and you know, they'll probably throw in maybe a, a first order or heck, it would be amazing if they could just throw in like a Clone Wars DLC and just have like one or two missions, you know, that would be fun flying alongside some Republic gunships. Oh, man. Now, now I'm really turning myself on. <laughs> <laughs> Geek chub in full effect at this point. This is the first flying game that we've had in a really long time for Star Wars. So this is really cool that we're getting because it's been a lot of years since they've actually done this. So I know that's why a lot of people are so excited. Plus, I mean, if you think about this again, we talked about this in our last episode of the podcast. It was codenamed Project Maverick. This is a flying dogfighting game. Clearly, that was an homage, if you will, uh, to Top Gun and Maverick. So I think that's so cool that we got this. I love the the playfulness with the name. It kind of tipped uh, their, their hand to what was going on as far as what the uh, focus of the gameplay was going to be. And that gameplay, again, we don't get it until June 18th. That's Thursday, a few days from now, during the EA Play Live event that's taking place at 4 p.m. Pacific time. So keep that in mind. And then also we got the trailer and you just heard us go through it a few moments ago, but we won't get that gameplay again until Thursday. So uh, I'm loving what appears to be the cutaway scenes, the trailer of it. But what is the gameplay going to look like? Yeah, what makes this it. a success for you? Because I know we, we always are so careful to get our hopes too high, but it seems with the success of the game that you still have not played yet, Jedi Fallen Order, I feel like EA might have been listening a little bit to the fandom at this point to give us what we want. We want a narrative story. We want to have fun flying now, and so they're giving us this game. So what makes this a success for you if you check it out and think, okay, we're good here? Well, EA's on edge. I mean, I think that their exclusive contract with Lucasfilm runs dry in the next year or two, so they need to push out some high quality top end games at this point and you know what what better thing to do than to listen to the fans and um, my biggest concern with this game is obviously going to be just the the flight controls like are they too sensitive are they not sensitive enough can that be controlled 
Um, I don't want to like, you know, flick the joystick just the tiniest bit. And next thing I know, I'm, you know, careening off course. Um, but I mean, again, I'm all in it for the VR once that was announced. And I, I really hope that it uh, holds up to the, the last VR for the for Battlefront. You know, I'm just really glad to see them doing something the fans have been calling for for quite some time. It's no secret that EA squandered things for quite some time with their Star Wars titles. It was a pretty much a dry well for a good long time, so I'm glad they're getting there. Yeah, Finally, uh, I want to get to this last little bit here. Um, we knew this was going to happen. Yeah. Star Wars Celebration 2020 in Anaheim has been canceled due to the risk of the Rona. Yep, it's all about that COVID-19, y'all, and we... I mean, where do we go from here with all the sweet announcements and the trailers that we were expecting? Yeah, to drop that that sort of like, you know, the annual semi-annual event. We get those announcements and trailers and all that cool stuff. And the collectibles, where do we go from here? I I know you have some insights. You've been to these before. You know what's going on. What happens now? I've been to two celebrations and two? No, I've been to one. Um, Anyway. I've been to a lot. um, But the... I know that they stream every like all the presentations during Star Wars t- Celebration, at least the big like the big hall presentations. So you got to figure that they're going to have some kind of similar streaming event uh, using like maybe their Star Wars dot com show people from YouTube to to reveal some things because everything was streamed through their YouTube channel anyways. So, you know, they're just not going to have a crowd, but you still got to, you know, give the crowd something at this point, uh, whether it's going to be, you know, as big of a, a reveal as they hoped or not. You know, you still have to, you know, give us something, <laughs> even if it's just an something hour, for the, the effort, you know, yeah, even if it's just an hour or two presentation, you know, just give us give us a Mandalorian season two teaser you know, give us concept art of Obi-Wan Kenobi show, um, you know, with, with with toys and exclusives. I mean, that's all just going to go, you know, the Hasbro stuff's just going to go up on HasbroPulse.com. Um, probably like first to the premium members who play, pay the premium membership and then to everyone else who doesn't have it. So, I mean, that's not going to be a too bad of an issue, too big of an issue. Um, and it's pretty much what's happening with San Diego Comic-Con right now. Everyone you know, who has exclusives are just throwing it up on their own website and it's first come first serve free for all. Uh, you know, you don't have to have a ticket or proof that you had a ticket. It's just, well, this isn't happening. So here's the stuff for sale and it was going to be a Comic-Con exclusive. So we're still going to call it that. And they're probably gonna do the same thing with uh, star Wars celebration. At least that's kind of what I'm, what I, what I'm hearing, um, at this point. All right. Well, there it is. Well, but it's sad. They, uh, it, it's yeah. Sad. I mean, it's. It, I, I'm getting sad just talking about it because it's like, oh, you know, it's just what a poop shoot this year's been. <laughs> <laughs> that is one hell of a way to put it, my friend. That is definitely it. All right. Again, this is a bonus episode. We appreciate you joining us for this bonus episode of the Force Geeks of Star Wars podcast. Uh, please make sure you join us again this next week with uh, new episodes of the Force Geeks, a Star Wars podcast, typically dropping every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and just about any place you get podcasts from, you can find ours there. Again, this was a bonus episode. We just wanted to get this out. Couldn't wait a whole week. Yeah, couldn't wait a whole week, Dan. We had to do this. You can find Daniel's many talents on DailySuperhero.com and on social media, which you can find where? Uh, Twitter, at Daily Superhero, and on Facebook, The Daily Superhero.
please feel free to hit us up with your emails at theforcegeeks at gmail.com. We're on Twitter, so follow us at theforcegeeks. And on Facebook, just search The Force Geeks. And remember, if you don't follow The Force Geeks, you're looking for your Star Wars and Alderaan places. Talk to you soon, and may the Force be with you always. Yeah.